Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, we'll have our review of the new Riviera Resort at Walt Disney World on this week's edition of the DVC Show. The DVC Show is brought to you by DVCStore.com. You'll save thousands of dollars on your next DVC contract when you let the experts at the DVC Store help welcome you home. Visit them at www.DVCStore.com or call one 800 550-6493. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friend, Sean Falk. Hello. From the DVC store, Jamie Carr. Hey, everybody. Also from the DVC store, Mr. Jerry Saito. Hello. How are you? Joining us via Skype, Mr. Pete Shidley. Bonjour. And <laughs> back in the production nook, our producer, Mr. Corey Fiescanaro. Welcome home. Well, welcome, folks. Hope you're having a good week. A um, couple things in housekeeping. First, want to remind everybody that uh, we have a new Instagram account for the DVC store uh, called The DVC Store. You can go check that out on Instagram. Some cool stuff going up there. We are also looking for contributors for the DVC store blog. We're paying $25 per article. Um, and Sean, you can tell them best how to go about getting in touch to get set up for that. Yes. You can email me at Sean S E A N dot Falk F A U L K at Disney info.com. We'll make sure we have that down in the production note or in the show notes right below this. Um, also, if you are looking to find ways to pay for your annual dues, uh, renting out your points is a great way to do that. You can reach out to the folks at the DVC store, 1-800-550-6493, and they will help you rent out your points. Won't you? Absolutely. You <laughs> yeah, no problem. You All right. Um, before we get into our review, we're going to show you a little overview that we shot uh, during our stay at Riviera. So here's that. Okay, so there you have a look at Riviera. Um, and... You know, I'm going to start off, I've been saying this, we said this on the live show that we did on Facebook, the night Riviera opened, uh, I said this in an article I put up on DBC Fan, uh, I'm going to say it again, um, you would have thought the first day that this resort opened, you would have thought that it had been operating for a few years. Yeah. When I tell you, it was so seamless, everything, everything worked, everybody knew what they were doing. There was no craziness. There was no disorganization, at least from my perspective. I'm not saying that, you know, everyone that checked in had a flawless experience, but I certainly did. Um, and it is, to be sure, an absolutely stunning resort. It is gorgeous. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Um, now, the theme of this resort is Riviera. And I've pointed this out a couple of times, too, on the, kind of the other side, that Riviera means French, France, right? Um, not that there aren't ports in Italy that are on the Riviera. There are. But generally speaking, when you talk about the Riviera, you're talking about France. There are Italian elements in this hotel, but they're kind of muddled. So the theme was a little bit muddled for me. Um, and we'll go into some other things later that people are calling me out on, but I'm standing by what I said. 
Um, Jerry, uh, what were your initial impressions? Uh, so that's the first time I rode the Skyliner to anywhere. So I was at Hollywood Studios in the morning, rode Rise of the Resistance, and then came over to Riviera to, to check out the resort. I was there all day, and I, and I really liked it. I thought the resort was beautiful. I thought um, you know, the appointments were great. The theme was, it was subtle. It wasn't like over-the-top, in-your-face, like European. But it, was, it definitely had some style, some class. It was like a modern you know, uh, European feel. And um, I thought it was cool. I, I liked the different options for food. Um, you know, I liked the uh, Topolinos. The, I didn't eat there, but I went up there just to look around. So I thought that was really beautiful. Um, but I, I, my overall impression is the rooms are great. Um, you know, it's a s- smaller lobby, but there is some, some really nice little places to go on property. And, and I was surprised by that. I was surprised by how small the lobby was. I was kind of expecting it. I think to be a little more expansive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they, I think that was a miss in the, for me, in the, in the, in the arc, in the design of it. Um, that, that lobby gets crowded fast. Mm-hmm. It's very small. Also, um, you know, their check-in process is a little different than what you'll find at most other Disney resorts with the exception of Grand Destino Tower, which is the first one to start doing this particular style of check-in where you're really not queuing up at a desk. They're grading you when you come in. You sit down in one of the seating areas with a cast member who has an iPad, and they're doing the check-in process all right there. Um, It was really nice. It was elegant. It was personable. It was charming. It was fast. Um, But it does, it will absolutely pack that... Uh, that lobby on busy during busy times when a lot of people are checking in. You have a lot of people in that lobby all using that seating area. So I really think they probably could have done a little bit more in terms of the lobby. How, how did it? So obviously of this group, I haven't been there. Neither is um, Jamie. So I haven't yet. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but how does how does it for like noise? Because that's the one thing I pictured. It seemed like a very a smaller lobby. If you had all these people checking in at once, everybody's talking at once. Was it a, was it noisy, or were they able to design it so that it it didn't seem like this hectic mess, like it going to Pop Century or something like that? I didn't pay specific attention to it, but it didn't didn't feel to me like it was noisy. I think because yeah. it is a smaller lobby mm-hmm. that it's probably more contained. It was it was very crowded because it was opening day as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that were there and in the lobby weren't people that were actually guests at the resort either. So, I mean, typically that's not the case. You know, everyone wanted to go see the new place. So I have gone back since then and the lobby was like fairly dead and it was a normal amount of people that were there by comparison. So I think it was more of a first day thing for like how crowded it was, but it wasn't loud really. And, yeah. the, and the lobby does have like little pockets. So you have that mm-hmm. one uh, um, retail shop, you've got the cafe, you can kind of go down the hallway and mm-hmm. you've got that little library study kind of right. get out of the main lobby area. So, I mean, there are like areas where you can kind of escape a, a crowded I, room. Would I, you, I, what if, if you could compare it to another deluxe resort in terms of the lobby area, would you compare it to like, Boardwalk or something like that, or maybe yeah, no. Boardwalk's lobby was uh, is a bit bigger, so um, a bit bigger, yeah. Uh, I the Beach Club lobby is pretty contained. I, you know, I it's pretty small. I think still bigger than this. Yeah, yeah. 
I think the big thing for me is that this isn't. I, we, I think we brushed over it because it's not a lobby that I'd really spend that much time in. Whereas mm-hmm. like Grand Floridian, uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Wilderness Lodge, like Polynesian. I could just sit and exist. Polynesian, yeah. I could sit and exist in there. Or like the store was really big. Or one of these things, everything was just kind of crowded. Like even the store was really, con- even the layout for it, like they, the way we had to stand in line was just around the different displays and stuff. And it was really odd. Um, so it was just really tightly compact. So you would not spend time in this lobby compared to the other I, resorts. Okay. I don't know of like uh, a, a lobby that I would compare it to on property property, but most people haven't been to the four seasons, but it's very similar to the four seasons lobby where you walk in, it's a small little area as soon as you walk in, then there's a staircase that takes you down a level and then you walk out to the back area and then you can either go left or right and that's where the other stuff is. It's very, very similar to that. Okay. Yeah, I, I was, I've been in the Four Seasons once um, and yeah, I think that's probably an accurate, an accurate uh, comparison. Um, we mentioned the store. I, I do, I do want to talk about the store just a little bit. A typical, in in many ways, a typical DVC store um, where you have some of the food items and and things like that. Uh, you know the the, the convenience stuff. The convenience stuff. Um, but I will say that the amount of logo merchandise for Riviera was impressive mm-hmm. and a really good trend, and it was good stuff. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was not um, was not the normal chintzy stuff um it was also priced on the higher side yeah um it's really pricey you're talking about polo shirt there was a peter miller polo shirt uh that was you know a riviera shirt that i think we we both got yeah and that was what 115 dollars, i believe um so yeah these were a lot they had a they have riviera robes there and they're i mean they're heavy they're really good quality robes but these robes were 160 Mm dollars i think for one robe so i was like this is a yeah wow but but i think that this is the first and only dbc or at least standalone dbc resort uh here in the continental u.s we're gonna preface with that that actually meets the definition of a deluxe resort there's a valet there's a valet now that's the true wilderness lodge and grand floridian but those valets are hotel side those are not dbc Saratoga doesn't have a valet. Uh, Old Key West. Old Key West doesn't have one. Grand Californian doesn't have one. Well, I mean, it's not a standalone, so that's not a fair comparison. I don't know about Vero and uh, Hilton. Head. Doesn't, no. Um, do not have valets. So um, that was a nice touch. That was a nice. This is actually a deluxe resort. Make no mistake. This is a deluxe resort. This is not a moderate parading as a deluxe. This is a deluxe Resort, but isn't uh, by definition all DVC properties? They're deluxe resorts. They're all deluxe resorts. No, technically they're home away from home resorts. That's Disney's designation for them. They're home away from home or deluxe villa resorts. They're not considered deluxe. Deluxe resorts are beach club, yacht club, boardwalk, grand, wilderness lodge, contemporary Polynesian. Uh, I think I got them. Yeah, because even um, when, when you go on the site to like try to book on the other side, like they don't. Like, if you go into Deluxe, like, Saratoga Springs isn't there. Old Key West isn't there. Like, they're in a different area that's called, like, Deluxe Villa. It was like the, it's, yeah. a, it's a yeah, fourth no, category. Disney that's does there. not. Well, isn't it because those are 
DVC, meaning deluxe in a hotel aspect. Like those are deluxe hotel. No deluxe. There is no deluxe hotel on earth that doesn't have a valet. Okay. (laughs) At least in a populated area. Okay. Um, You know, there are certain things that have to go along with that. Certain things that have to go along with that. Um, Well, when I, when we stayed there initially, um, I, I don't know if it was the newness or whatever. I really, really enjoyed the resort. I've always, since they started building it, I've always been against the color of the outside of the resort. I think it's hideous. It's the ugliest shade of gray. It looks like a prison. I and, was just going to ask you that. Oh, I hate that gray color. I like gray in general. I just, there's something about that one that just looks very concrete con- to me. Constitutional. Yes. It's just not. But even, even when they were first building it, I saw it and I thought that it was like an additional building for like Caribbean Beach or something because it just didn't appear nice in the bill it didn't look deluxe from the outside because usually they're so like these grand lobbies and this huge huge area and i was like oh no i think it's too small to be um a new deluxe resort and everyone's like no, no, no that's where riviera is gonna be and i was like oh okay i didn't i didn't expect that it looks much better than i thought it was going to but i did i liked it better when i stayed there and like reminiscing back on it i've kind of hard hard left it there to where i don't think i like the resort as much as i did the day of um for one because i work on our travel agency side the price is insane compared to uh, even other deluxe resorts it's like right up there with grand floridian a lot of the time and the skyliner access is great but it's not the same as being able to like walk over to the park or even the monorail which is like a very uh tried and true tested thing that like yes it does break down some but it's a different feeling to me when the monorail breaks down versus being in the skyliner and it breaking down i feel a lot safer in the monorail when it breaks (laughs) down and so that was an issue for me. It's 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 very pricey. And then I also started comparing it to the Portofino over at uh, Universal. And that is so immersive. And when you look out your window, you're there. Like, you exist in that. And it is this wonderful replica of this Italian area. And the Riviera is just not that. Like, it's not. It's, it, and it's this not is, on that level. This is where I got some pushback on from the interwebs. Um, when I talked about how not just the theming in the resort itself being muddled between France and Italy and even the cast members being confused about that. But the fact that you stand on your balcony and you can see Caribbean beach and vice versa for people standing at Caribbean beach, they're staring at this. What? Yeah. From a distance does look like a prison. Let's be honest or a hospital. (laughs) Um, And you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, when you stay at Grand Floridian, you can see the Polynesian. Yeah, here's the difference. They're not sitting on top of each other. It's something you see in the distance. When I'm at the Contemporary and I look out and I can see the Grand and the Poly, they're out in the distance, right? Yeah, so it's not flawless line of sight theming, but it's, you know, not... I can literally, literally take a five-minute walk, not even, from the rear entrance of Riviera over to the main house at Caribbean Beach. They're on top of each other. So it's not, it would be one thing if I could see Caribbean Beach out in the distance, if it was a few miles away. But it's not. It's right there. And it's just, it looks, I don't understand. They have property that they could have developed where Mm -hmm. this wouldn't have been the case. 
So for me, it was just a bit jarring. It doesn't, I don't destroy, take anything really away from the resort because of it. It just makes me a little sad that, you know, that used to matter so much to Imagineering. But that went out the window when the Tangle Tower went up in Fantasyland. And as you're walking to the Haunted Mansion, right, there's the Tangle Tower hanging over the Haunted Mansion. There's no business being there. I'm with you because that was the one thing that even as they were building it that was bothering me because, as you say, any other resort, even when you can see another resort, it's either off in the distance or if you're talking about like, let's say like Beach Club, Yacht Club and Boardwalk, they fit together that you look across that lake and it looks like it belongs in the same space. Whereas I'm at a European resort and I'm looking out at Caribbean bungalows and I I just it, it, it. it to me clashes. Um, and the other thing I was wondering, you know, they're selling this place with stand uh, with the standard view and preferred view. What's the preferred view? Because I haven't seen any views it, that it was, I think is all that much better than any other views. So it was just curious that have, have they, has anyone designated? Well, what's a standard view versus a preferred I think the preferred view? views are the ones that you can see fireworks. Yeah. Because I, depending on where you are in the resort, you are able to see. If you're up at the uh, up at Topolino's, you can see all the fireworks, right? You can see the Magic right. Kingdom's fireworks. You can see Epcot's. You can see Hollywood Studios, depending on what they're doing. So you can see the fireworks from all of them. So I think that's what preferred view. I was told that it was the opposite. So I don't 100% know that. I was told that what we had was the preferred view, which was seeing Caribbean Beach, seeing the Skyliner and all of that side. So like we had the the Grand Villa. Okay, and well I that would, was what you could see. I would beg I to differ with them on that. I don't I don't agree with that and that was just what one cast member told me and I don't know if they knew necessarily what they were talking about. It's it's so early in it. Like I usually know the layout pretty well, but they didn't seem to know either. Well, I would I, imagine it's the fireworks. That side, being said, but, I mean, like you had a decent view in that three bedroom village. You, yeah. you could see Hollywood Studios. You could see the mm-hmm. Skyliner. You, could, you had that nice lake kind of in your backyard. Yes. So that I could see is potentially a okay. preferred view. I, but the I'm, other side of the building, you've got the fireworks potentially at the other resorts. I think because it's are, obstructed. But then yeah. there's another side where there's nothing. Like yeah. there's nothing over there. So right. maybe that's the. Well, let's let's talk about the rooms because that's really. Arguably the most important it part is, of yeah. any resort are the rooms. Now, for the purposes of this review, we had a one-bedroom uh, that was booked on points, and we had a grand villa that was booked with cash. Um, and Sean and I were in the grand villa. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, it was absolutely spectacular. It mm. was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. A lot of people commenting on the photos that we posted saying that it looks st- the rooms look sterile. Mm. Then I would chalk that up to user error on with the camera because um, there was nothing about those rooms that I found to be sterile. I found um, uh, I, I found it to be uh, a really good uh, really good continuation of the th- of the French theme. Um, in, into the rooms, um, I found it comfortable, elegant, without being stuffy. Um, I found the use of lighter colors on the walls and contrasting blues and browns throughout uh, to make the room feel very open, um, without feeling like it was cavernous. And when you're de- when you're dealing with, you know, a space like the main, you know, the main living room is probably about I don't know. 
600, 700 square feet. Um, that's, a, that's a challenge for a space that size not to feel cavernous, to feel warm and, and, and intimate. And it did. It did. Um, I thought, you know, again, brand new resort. So the furniture does need to be in perfect condition. I think it was really well appointed, similarly appointed to other DVC Grand Villas. Um, of course, Grand Villa being three bedrooms, slept uh, 12. Yep. Yes, 12. Um, and really, I was, it was absolutely beautiful. It was really nice because we were able to get the 40% Disney Visa cardholder discount on it, um, which made it about $1,800 a night. I realize it's a lot of money, but it was 3000 for that room. And the Disney Visa discount, that's why I did it. Because I'm like, all right, I'll splurge a couple nights. We only did two nights. Um, and I can write it off. So it's a review. I uh, ended up spending a little bit of time in that room, too. I would go back and edit videos as we got them done to get them up. And uh, it was it's an absolutely beautiful room. It felt really homey. I, I loved it there. I loved sitting outside, looking out to the pool and the lake. It was really beautiful. Uh, but one thing I really wanted to mention was the art there. I fell in love with the art at Riviera. Now to, to well, let's we're going to get to the art. I, I really kind of want to we can I want to stay on the rooms per se, um, just because we also need to talk about the one bedrooms. Okay, um, so we are, we're going to come to the art. To believe me, because I'm right there with you on the art. I do. I want to comment on the sterile factor. I don't believe I don't believe the right word necessarily is sterile for it because it was very homey. It was beautiful. The design and everything was great. I think the problem for me is that this. The rooms, this resort, everything feels like it used to be a different resort. Disney bought it and then changed what it was into a Disney resort. And it has the layout and the feel of a very, of like a Four Seasons or something very, like a conference hotel or that kind of, like they made Grand Destino into a new thing as a standalone. And that's the way it felt to me. I, I, when you show me pictures of Animal Kingdom Lodge, I know that's Africa. When you show me Wilderness Lodge, it's clearly like the wet, you know, this like uh, uh, national North, park yeah. or something. Yeah, I know what this is. If you showed me pictures of the Riviera, I could never tell you in a million years that that was France or Italy or any. I don't know what it is. And I don't have a problem with that. It's a beautiful hotel. It's just not what I expect out of a Disney resort. And Polynesian, you know, like this is the Polynesian. Like, and I don't know what that is based on the picture. And that's where I get that from. And that's what feels sterile to me is that it feels standard. Like it feels like a little cookie cutter yeah, with th- great designs in I, it, but cookie cutter. Yeah. And again, not having been there, but only seeing the photos, I would agree. I, I wouldn't necessarily s- sterile, but very, the colors are fairly neutral. Mm-hmm. So when you see them in photos and everything's kind of flattened out and everything, it just does look kind of like a, a room you know i mean it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like anything special until you get to the artwork the artwork is kind of what pops it out but um the rest of it just you know it doesn't look like anything out of the ordinary mm-hmm. um but i would agree i think looking at the photos is a hard way to judge it i think you got to mm-hmm. be in the environment because i think I've, I've seen the same thing with like boardwalk people say oh the chain you know the refurb doesn't look good but when you're in the rooms they're very nice yeah they're beautiful, so, yeah, the they're beautiful. and and let's talk about the one bedrooms because if jackie were here jackie stayed mm-hmm. in in the one bedroom um and she i i 
very comfortable speaking for her on this. She absolutely loved it. Yeah. She absolutely loved it. But then again, she loves everything. Jackie loves, Jackie loves, Jackie loves everything. Yeah. Um, so, um, again, the one bedroom, uh, nice size and uh, using, uh, the newer, uh, the, the newer layout where you have what I call the alley kitchen, uh, where the kitchen is just kind mm-hmm. of, you know, one, one on one wall, um, a nice seating area, a decent sized living room. Of course, you have a Murphy bed in the living room, which pulls down over the couch, and then and then you have the trundle bed that's located under the television that pulls out. That's we're going to talk about that in a second. Supposed to sleep a child, doesn't say that. No, oh. and an adult slept on it, and it literally pulled out of the wall and collapsed on her. Thankfully, she was not seriously hurt. But um, then, of course, you have the bedroom with the king bed, very nicely appointed, beautiful bathroom. Um, it was a very, very nice one bedroom. My first exposure to the alley kitchen was Copper Creek, and I don't like it in the one bedrooms at Copper Creek at all. I do not like it. I didn't mind it as much at Riviera. I think because of where it's located and the way they did it and the way the room is laid out, the layout kind of reminded me of the one bedrooms at the Grand uh, in a lot of ways. Um, They had that feel to them. They had that feel to them. And I think the one bedrooms at the Grand are arguably among the most beautiful of... The DBC ones. Question: These these one bedrooms are somewhat bigger. Actually, I should say all the rooms generally are somewhat bigger than the average DVC. Was that noticeable in the one bedroom? That it seemed did it feel bigger than you know Boardwalk or um, Copper Creek or something like that? Yes, it definitely felt bigger than the Boardwalk. I'll I'll, I'll say that, and definitely a bit bigger than Copper Creek. It definitely it definitely was bigger than Boardwalk's one bedroom. Um, it didn't feel as big as like Animal Kingdom Lodge's one bedroom. I know when we did our seven and seven, yeah, there, those, that felt those really one, big. Those compared one bedrooms were huge. Yeah, yeah at least they seemed that way. But it's definitely bigger than Boardwalk's one bedroom. Yeah, or it felt bigger anyway. And so it definitely felt spacious. Um, I know the guys did get a chance to shoot the uh, deluxe studios and the tower studios. We didn't stay in them, so we can't. I can't speak to them. Um, have we been? What have we been hearing? I really haven't heard much about the Tower Studios from people who have stayed there. Have we heard anything? I haven't heard anything no. either. No, it's really I haven't heard anything positive or negative. I mean, I've so. I've heard from people that it did the job of what they wanted it to do. It's people who are they're like, you know, I just need a room because I'm mostly in the parks and I just need to come a place to come back and sleep. Personally, if that's what I need, I'll stay at Pop Century. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to pay the, the, and like use my points on that to just have that room. It's, to It sleep would be in. comparable to like an inside stateroom on a cruise. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So it, it it's not even necessarily, and I hate to like keep knocking in there, but even though if you got to pay cash for the Tower Studios, you're talking over four hundred dollars a night. Yeah. Like they're yeah. expensive. They're more expensive. than a, that they would are. Be, that would be crazy. Yeah, we yes. were doing. I was doing a rental this weekend and uh, comparing. You know, the Tower Studio was available mm-hmm. for points, and then Old Key West had you know availability in Saratoga, and I was like. It was less expensive to stay at these larger villas at Saratoga and Old Key West than it was at Riviera's um, Tower Studio. And I was right. like, you know, I advised the person. I was like, you know, maybe consider this larger room. You'll have yeah. a, a more comfortable stay. So let's. We do absolutely have to talk about the artwork mm-hmm. uh, in this resort because um, I am not anybody's definition of an art person, um, and I normally don't 
give a second thought to the art in a resort. Mm -hmm. But this resort, what they have done with the artwork in this resort is so unusual and wonderful Mm -hmm. and compelling Mm -hmm. that it becomes, it almost becomes a reason to visit this resort in and of itself. So what you have scattered throughout the resort are these beautiful pieces of art done in the style of famous, presumably French artists. Um, But all with, it's all very iconic Disney images. So everything from Alice in Wonderland to Snow White to the castle to all these different things. And it's in the rooms, it's in the hallways, it's everywhere you go. And Fiasco, this was, you, you honed in on this within minutes of getting to the resort. So why don't you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so all the way back when we first took a look at the rooms in the preview center, I fell in love with the art. And at that point, the theme was kind of like narrowed in to to very much like French and Italian-inspired theming, uh, where you had like Aristocats and things like that. But it was... It was de-Disney-fied art. So it was like if you just didn't know what the Aristocats were and you looked at this painting, you would have no idea it was Disney. It was, and it was beautiful. It, and if you were a fan, obviously, you'd, you'd adore it. Um, but then it kind of – and also, before I go any far, farther, uh, one thing that really blew me away was – some resorts do make the art in the rooms available, but not all the time and not all of it. Pretty much all the art you find in your room, you can go get at the gift store on the art on demand station there, which which absolutely blew me away. And I had a really hard time uh, walking out of there without spending yeah. a ton of money. OK, so how much does it cost? I'm sure we're going to get that question, the art. Yes. You know? So uh, when you when you do the art on demand uh, with a frame, the lowest I could walk out of there with was about one seventy. Now I feel like you could probably just get the um, the unframed art too. But when you're talking about framed artwork, one seventy is that's a good dirt name. cheap. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dirt cheap. A lot of times you can't get the frame for one seventy. Yeah. So. And, and, and when you're talking about something unique, something that is not something you've seen a thousand times before in every theme park and mm-hmm. every other resort, that's really, I think, where the, where the rubber meets the road with that particular product. And you can customize it. Did you mention the customization that you can pick your frame, you can make it the oh, way you want it? Yeah, yeah. So you're going to be able to pick your frame like... Like and you can also, I'm sorry to interrupt you again, but you can also pick your medium. You can also have it done canvas on, on or, canvas, or which is my favorite. My favorite is always having it done on canvas. Yeah, and the other thing that really that then caught me off guard even more was the fact, like you mentioned, Pete, they incorporated all these different movies that you just wouldn't expect. And, and this can go to the idea of the resort being muddled or, or whatnot, but it, you can take away whatever you want from it, but they incorporated everything. There's Peter Pan, there's Little Mermaid, there's Tangled all throughout the resort, and you can take that art home with you too, which I thought was really cool. I didn't even piece together that the idea behind that Little Mermaid art and that Tangled art and all the other art that was through there was that it was the style of... French and Italian artists until you just mentioned that. Um, 
but yeah, I, it's it's beautiful. It's just like the and the mosaics down by the Skyliner station. They have P- the Peter Pan mosaic. They have the Tangled mosaic. Super unique, mm. super beautiful. That's that's like a reason to go check out the resort in itself. I think is to go see those mosaics. Well, this is definitely where they get points on theme. You're going to do a French themed resort. You know, you're and you're going to pay attention to the art, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and but you're going to do it in that Disney style. It was really brilliantly, brilliantly done. And we talk about that muddled theme. I want to go into that a little bit more. Um, again, French Riviera. The restaurant, the big restaurant, Topolino's. Topolino is Ital- is what the Italians call Mickey Mouse. So this is an Italian restaurant. All right. Okay. You go and sit down for breakfast. Bonjour. Nope. <laughs> Nope, 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 nope. And I, I, I called him on it. I said, I thought this was Italian. Oh, it is. I said, then why are you greeting me with bonjour? That's French. And he looked at me like he was confused. And he was asked, then he was asking me what the, uh, 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 what the, what the Italian word for, for, for a woman uh, was. And I'm like, signora. Um, signore, signora. Um, man, 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 and woman, um, and I'm like, okay, you guys are as confused as the rest of us about what the hell this is, right? Because I just came from France and now I'm in Italy, and eh, it just again. Now, mind you, this restaurant is a sleeper hit of this resort. Um, the reviews, our reviews of it for both breakfast and dinner. Um, and the general word of mouth we've been hearing, I've heard a couple of negative things, but overwhelmingly it has been incredibly positive mm-hmm. uh, for Topolino's. Really well done restaurant. That I thought that breakfast was fantastic. I know you really enjoyed the dinner. I did, yeah. And the dinner, that was some of the best. I mean, that that's a signature restaurant. Like yeah. that is on the level of just about any other signature restaurant on property. So, I mean, price-wise and the the quality of the food, it's phenomenal. It was great. Yeah, the dinner was like an experience. And it's something unique to the property, Walt Disney World property entirely. Um, it was almost like every – you can do it kind of like a Haleo and have your meal coursed out appropriately like they would do it in the Riviera. And it was every – and I'm sure you could have it either other way and tell them like, oh, we're, we have like an hour, an hour and a half and have a quicker meal. But every single thing that came to our table almost like had a history lesson attached to it. Uh, we did the whole uh, cheese selection, mm-hmm. which obviously wasn't something that I partaked in like as far as eating it. But I thought it was really cool because they brought this cheese cart over and they sliced a little piece of each cheese and each cheese had like a 10 minute story attached to it. Oh, yeah. It was it was really cool. Well, and that's 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 adorable. But if I'm hungry, (laughs) okay, I really don't want a history lesson. Feed me. It was kind of like as they're prepping it. So essentially they would bring the cart right over. So essentially it's like instead of you waiting for them to prep it all in the back, they're just prepping it in front of you and telling you this like game of thrones story like as they're doing like oh this literally this king like killed this other king and this was the cheesy eight after and all that stuff like so literally it's like these stories of like and then this they met this woman and this this is this cheese and all that i'm like and and, you know i i I appreciate that i really do and i appreciate them going for authenticity with the dinner if you've ever been to italy outside especially outside the tourist areas you go to have dinner 
it's a three-hour deal. Okay, that's yeah. pretty much true in Europe. But it's especially true in Italy because there's multiple courses and it, you know, you're an hour in before you get your appetizer um, yeah. in, in Italy. So it's very different than it is here. So they're going for that authenticity, which I applaud, but I don't know how well that's going to go over in general with an American audience because we get pissed off when we go to Italy and it takes two hours before we get our entree. Well, um, and, I mean, I and I can't imagine that's going to last because Disney is also about the bottom dollar, right? So they're almost even the nicest signature restaurants, except maybe Victoria and Albert's, they are get you in, get you out. <laughs> so a three hour meal is not going to last. Yeah. I think, I think that might be a challenge. I think they'll, yeah. And I mean, I'll say this, uh, we had a live stream scheduled that night for nine o'clock. Uh, dinner started at 6.30, and me and Sean didn't make it to start that live stream until around 9.30, yeah. and we didn't get to order dessert yet. <laughs> yeah. So that gives you an idea. That three hours, they still hadn't had dessert. Um, so keep that um, keep that in the, in the front of you. Front yeah. of mind when booking Topolino, and it, it it is a really great restaurant. It it is a completely signature, and I think it's just one of those issues overall where the resort just isn't. I don't want to say Disney enough for me, but I mean it as in like I maybe I'm like super lowbrow or whatever. But like if you're going to put me in a, the Polynesian, it's got to be like super. Polynesian for me to get it and I just think it was a little subtle for me at times where I was like I don't know what's happening and I Disney I don't want to say caricature but it's really in your face of what Animal Kingdom Lodge like everything you can ever imagine about Africa you're like I know what that is because I saw it in a book or like I saw it in a movie and this just wasn't that and I'm not I don't get bothered too much with like line of sight issues and everything but my problem was like the proximity of Caribbean beach. Like it was so close. And when you're staying at like grand Floridian, for example, Polynesians there, but like it's far enough away that I don't even notice. Like I see it, but I don't really think about it. And speaking with that, if I'm staying at Bay Lake Tower and that's where I've, I've decided to go, I can pop over to Polynesian and go to Trader Sam's. I can go have a really nice meal at Citricos and I'm still within that little bubble. And I feel like with Riviera, the things that the, the bubble they've put me in is Caribbean Beach, Pop Century, Art of Animation, because that's well, what I can get to on the Skyliner. And that's not I'm not going to leave Riviera to go over Pop Century and have a drink like that's just not. You could do the Boardwalk Beach Club. Uh, well, true, yeah, I, I, but just, still. I, I just want to comment on that a little bit more. It's not uh, that convenient. Mm -hmm. I, did a, uh, I did a blog, Best and Worst Things About Riviera, over on DVC Fan. Um, and, you know, I was saying the same thing about the theming. You know, Grand Floridian, turn of the century Victorian. Okay, got it. Fort Wilderness, got it. Wilderness Lodge, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Beach Club, Yacht Club. The name gives me the theme and it's not a lot of nuance mm -hmm. riviera again i'm kind of going on that like riviera okay french and it is french until it isn't um and that was just and again it's nitpicky okay no points are deducted from this in my review none whatsoever it's just an observation that just kind of takes a little bit of shine off of it for me that it's like i i did you really think this whole theme through? 
You know, why are we why are we bouncing around between France and Italy? Um, pick one. It does take points off for me, not simply because of the theming, but comparatively to something like the Portofino, where I feel like, oh, this that could be at a Disney resort. Whereas this. I would pick Riviera 10 times out of 10 if that resort were in Chicago. Like that would I would go there if my comparison was that versus Marriott Hilton whatever, but I don't think it's the same as the other Disney resorts. It just doesn't feel I, like that. I really don't want to glaze over because we've mentioned the Skyliner a few times now, but it's always been kind of a negative aspect of it because well, for us in the room here, I don't know for Jerry, but for me Pete Sean, the Skyliner isn't our preferred method of travel. However, if you're if it is and you like the idea of the Skyliner, you think you love the Skyliner, mm-hmm. that's gonna take you to Hollywood Studios and Epcot too, which is a which is a pretty huge bonus if the Skyliner is, is something you is prefer. operational. And, and that's, that's a too. big part because again, my my balcony at the Grand Villa, we had a view, beautiful view of the Skyliner. I had a beautiful view of the Skyliner broken down virtually every time I went out there. One night, Sean and I went over to, uh, we took the Skyliner over to uh, Boardwalk, or over to Epcot to go over to Boardwalk and have dinner. And that was great. It worked. We got there. We got there. Um, Turns out, right after we got off, it broke down again, and it was down for a a while. And we knew that because, well, it was raining, right? So we weren't going to run back over to the Skyliner to go back and we wouldn't have been able to because that's why we ordered a minivan to go back to Riviera and we get out front in the Porta Cachere where the valet is and the line to get on the buses that's true yeah to you know because the Skyliner broken down. And literally, they just had to change the name of the buses to Skyliner Resort. And it was so... No, like, if you can picture, like, pulling up into the boardwalk, it went all the way through the the valet. It went all the way down through the self-parking and all the way out the gate where the whatever this is called um it like it was to that point where the buses were having to line themselves up so that the gate could close and come down and down the street there were that many it had to have been over 10 12 13 buses that were just skyliner and they were sending them out to everywhere which is great like you you get to do that but it's also like you're a little trapped of that you're a little stuck with that for me the skyliner is not a selling point to anything until it works right regularly Mm -hmm. and it's not doing that and to me that's a big problem because to me that resort is sold on deluxe being park access and if you have unreliable park access if you're someone that is the i mean there's i I was i come from as i said i'm skier it's my nickname i'm used to riding gondolas i've i've ridden them my whole life so i don't think twice about getting on them but at ski areas they don't break down that often. And when they break down, they're back up in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Seeing this here where it's, they're down for an hour at a time and, and people are stranded on them and they don't know what's going on. A lot of people are afraid of them. I would, you know, if, if I was afraid of riding those, I wouldn't want to be at Riviera because there's no advantage. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and if they can't be reliably maintained, that's a, that's a big problem for that resort. It really is. No, absolutely. Um all right, so we have to wrap this up. We didn't get to everything, um, but I think we hit. Also, we knocked off points for uh, fast food. Quick service, apparently, yeah. according to the team, was not 
really everything it should have been. I will say the cast members were superb. They handpicked every cast member working there. And they were incredibly well-trained, and they knew what they were doing, and the service was outstanding. Um, so no complaints there. Overall, overall, uh, we do uh, one final thing we have to discuss, because this was the big issue about Riviera. Once it opened, was it going to be enough to overcome the resale restrictions? And for me, the answer to that is a definitive no. Um, I wondered, I was prepared going there that I might change my mind. I might say, you know what? I, I want to stay here. And I would love to stay there again. Not for those resale restrictions. No way in hell. No way in hell. Anybody disagree with me on that? No. no. I believe you put a poll out on Facebook. And one of the options was I would like to stay there but not own there. And that was what I and a lot of other people I mean, chose. Even, even the day of that we filmed our live show, I at that point I was in the euphoria of like, oh, it's a new resort and I love this. And even then I said no. And now reflecting yeah. back, I like it even like much less than I did that day. So it's a, certainly a no now. And, and I'll be honest, I haven't, again, haven't been there yet. More so than the resale restrictions, the point levels there from the things I'm hearing, I don't know that to me it would be worth owning at a resort that costs so much to stay at, but mm-hmm. isn't necessarily superior. If I'm going to spend that much money, I'd rather be at the Grand Floridian, or yep. I'd be at, or be at the Poly, or be at the Beach Club. You know. Sorry, phone going off. All right. So um, overall, I, I give it a, a very strong eight and a half out of ten. Um, you know they're getting they're getting some extra points for how strong they opened the cast members. Uh, Sean, what would you give it? Uh, because of what it is on Disney property, I would say probably seven and a half. If it were anywhere else, like nine and a half, though, it's just not what I want at Disney. Yeah, I would agree. I would say probably like a seven, seven and a half. I really love the rooms. I like you know I like what it has to offer, but it's just not exactly what I expected. But it's a nice resort. Fiasco. Uh, I might give it an eight. I think Topolino's is a, a huge selling point for me uh, as far as like every meal goes. I've had breakfast, brunch, and dinner there, and I think everything is a reason to go out of your way to try out Topolino's even if you're not staying at Riviera, which I think is a lot to be said uh, as far as the you know resort-only DVC restaurants go. All right. And that will do it, folks, for this episode of the DVC Show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week. Have a great week, folks.